Hello again, Perfbytes listeners. It's Lucifer here, giving a big shout-out to my good friends Mark and James for their continued coverage of the worldwide IT disasters and outages. Love the work you guys are doing. Don't forget to send a pair of those uh, Perfbytes shoes right after this week's edition of The News of the Damned. Can you dig it? <laughs> oh my lord oh my lord you know it just strikes me every time how much that guy is in in serious serious pain He's a, it's like, uh, it's not just skewered in the bowels. It, it's almost like he's opened up uh, a web page that requires Silverlight, and it pops up and says, you need to add the Silverlight add-in. And he knows that that Silverlight product is, like, totally outdated and going away, and why do I have to add the add-in? Uh, he, he's gone to uh, Inferno.com, produced by Dante.llc. <laughs> Beautiful. Where's that at? At endoflife.com. Endoflife.com? There you go. Yeah, endoflife.com. Oh, yeah. For those of you that maybe purgatory seems, you know, sort of eh, mediocre. But if you can end up down there getting skewered like that guy. Welcome to the News of the Damned. James, once again, the the people of the world have not let us down. Those IT professionals out there are crashing, crashing, crashing like never before. So, so Mark, we have a really interesting mix this week. I see that. Yes, this is yeah, and good. and I'm going to go on record as saying there may be one of these that we don't want to fix. Could be, could be. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So let, let's get started with um, something that was driven by a news event. Uh, worldwide, there's a major airbag manufacturer who's issued a recall, and it impacts millions of vehicles worldwide. And here in the United States, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA, is a place where everybody goes and types in their, their vehicle identification number to see if they're impacted by this recall. And And you can imagine what has happened is that an announcement was made that all of these vehicles are impacted, and you have a lot of concerned people who are who own vehicles who have gone to this website, and then boom, NHTSA goes down. So uh, let me ask you this, James. I mean, if I if I am a citizen in my country, whatever country, because if this is across manufacturers, this is a supplier, an OEM, correct, to, correct, to, right, of airbags, and a citizen as opposed to what. An undocumented, look at this in that politically correct term, an undocumented alien. No, no, I'm, if you are an un, undocumented non-citizen worker here on a green card, you could equally access the website. Howard, you're absolutely right to mention that. But let me say you're just, you're a constituent, I will say, a, a, a person living within a given uh, area. A, a, dr- a driver versus a non-driver. A driver versus a non-driver. A non-driver would be like, I could care less about airbags. James, here's here's my question to you because obviously you've researched this thoroughly. When I go to the NHTSA website, do, do I need to be a user? Do I need to create an account? No, you don't. Do I need to add anything to a shopping cart? No, you don't. Do I, do I need to create and instantiate a temporary session to access the information and download it? Uh, temporary session... The likelihood is high there because you're looking up an individual VIN number 
that's going to be tied to some sort of session object on the server. So there for could be a, could be results a, could be a query, but that query results in a pointer to let me guess static content. Uh, no, I, this is all dynamic content. Why on like. earth? Dynamic content? Don't they just have a big LDAP server that has all that stuff listed? Yeah, in there? The, the James, are these vehicles changing? No, no, no. Maybe, maybe. What why I, is this dynamic? Why is this dynamic, James? Why is this so, dynamic? So maybe I should. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> maybe I should clarify. So the lookups are dynamic, which, which, which I think is crazy because they could have a range of VINs right there that people can download and see if they're impacted by manufacturer. You could, you could do this in a static JavaScript call. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, there's nothing secretive about this list of SKUs or product IDs or VINs or anything. Just you know, Not a VIN, maybe. You know, that's a huge. But even just you know, models, make and model or whatever. They could do really lightweight lookups because VINs are all in sequence and they, they know when these are impacted. But instead, it's got to go to you know some sort of back-end database where we reconcile yeah. it and provide the correct information. <laughs> um, LDAP, baby. Yeah. Quick look up. LDAP. Bingo, bango, see ya. And excuse me, Howard, scale out. You can scale out LDAP to the yeah. nth degree. You could make this thing to Oh, my that, God. That, that's right. You can you can put portions of the forest on different servers. And, yeah, you can, you can scale that really horizontally. Isn't this what LDAP is originally made for to do things that look ups like this? Uh, not really. It was it was mostly for credentials and things of that nature, but you could use it for a lot of this, this extra data. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Very sorry. It, it, basically, if your airbag is going to blow up in your face, the website's going to blow up in your face first. <laughs> 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 well, you know... You, you would think people would call their manufacturer directly or call their service station or wherever they, they that's right that's right they get their recall work done because you know that should be the first line of defense these these manufacturers are going to know or they should be able to have that information available respectfully james i imagine that the first line of defense is that people actually send out written notices usually via a physical mail to the fact that your vehicle has been determined to be whatever and you need that there are some channels where you get a recall notice that either goes to your dealer or to you directly absolutely i i've yeah. received a number of those you know yeah. for various things like you know the chrome wears off my exhaust tip or something like that i i know personal problem but you know it happens with age but like most people they receive something in the mail and you're like oh i'm gonna go to the website and figure they probably put a url if for more information, go to blah, 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 and they just start hammering the site, and guess what? The site goes down. Well, well, in this case, it was purely news cycle-driven. Yeah, totally. And um, NHTSA said that their traffic, their traffic went up like a hundredfold oh my God. From, from what it normally is, because you're normally getting you know, maybe 10, 15 queries an hour, and yeah. all of a sudden it just explodes. So this is purely a sizing issue. Yeah. So did, did, did the site... Did the site hit a tree in the um, the dust off page deployed? <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting if a five hundred three came up like an airbag. <laughs> that, that would be really creative, actually. Beautiful. That would be nice. Just right in your face. Your airbag may be recalled, but at least this website can stop you from crashing terribly in Undermont. Yeah, a, a nice a nice gift poof. that comes up and goes poof. That's good. I like poof. That. Awesome. So very sorry. I mean, great intentions and an essential service for public safety. Gone awry. Satan is just, he's loving it. Yeah, and, and a CDN is employed. And Alchemy is in front of NHTSA. Nope. So that content could have been 
uh, cache someplace right. as a downloadable static document to handle the additional yeah. load. So, yeah, yeah, too bad for you. Well, Go it is a it is a government website, and I'm just gonna stop. I'm just not gonna say anything. No, it's fine. It's right. I mean, sometimes those guys either they don't have enough funding, or really nobody's pressuring them to really it, do it right there's there's no there's no competition you have one location to go so <laughs> oh yeah so um if if you've been following united states presidential politics there's a lot of controversy and and such that surrounds this individual yes. and now we have to credit her with a website crash not not only does she have a pantsuit problem, but now she crashes what <laughs> Yeah, there was the whole Yeah, you're right. There was the whole fashion thing, but she can't compare to the Duchess of Cambridge when it comes to fashion. That, that, stuff, that right? is absolutely I mean, true. Absolutely. A different generation and a different kind of thing. And H- Hillary's thing now is she upsets people because of her her ideas, her, her political stance, or the what she's done, her behavior. I mean, she has a long history. Uh, actually, um in, in South Carolina yesterday she faked a Southern accent. And if there's, there's nothing so grating on the Southern um, spine as someone faking a yeah, Southern accent. Right. Especially someone who claimed to be a native New Yorker when she was running for her Senate seat. Or from Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas? All right. All right. So all Hillary uh, bashing aside, um, yeah. I, it, she's, she's done, she has a lot of fanaticism around this whole Benghazi thing. And the Benghazi thing led to this uh, really uh, probably a lot of FOIA requests that came out to say disclose all of the communications around the event prior to the event, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a hell of an investigation happening. Um, And so there's a lot of uh, attention paid to the fact that the Clintons in post-presidency through some loophole are allowed to have their own email server in their house. Yeah. What's illegal about having your own website? I wouldn't say it's illegal, but I'd say it's sort of the State Department policy or the pres- post-president. Because, you know, as after you're the president, you get, like, you're still protected. You have Secret Service coverage as the ex-president. So you're saying that there could be some confidential documents stored on the mail server in your... It, yeah, and that that could be in all of our interests as, as citizens of the country or, or, yes. or you know, that's yes. like, we, we, all right, we're going to allow you because we don't want to leave you out in the cold on... You, Hillary Clinton at gmail.com. I mean, we don't want to just throw it out there, even though the NSA is behind all of it anyway. <laughs> but the idea being that Hillary disclosed, actually through the State Department, a bunch of emails that have been in high demand. And again, high demand sounds like a ticket website in the UK, sounds like uh, uh, test scores, sounds like, uh, you know, all this stuff. Hi- anything of high demand, boom, here you go. Here are my emails. What happened, James? Harkening back to what their behavior was when when Bill was in office years ago. They used to do document dumps on Fridays before holidays. And that's yeah. exactly what happened here. There was an email dump on Friday evening before Memorial Day, or I guess for those of you overseas, it would be our Remembrance yeah. Day. And yeah. um, so you have all of this pent-up demand from people who like her, people who hate her, uh, people who want to know how she colors her hair, and, and all of these types of things, <laughs> they all go to get the email to see if they can find what hair color was used on the night of the Benghazi raids and, and who she talked to about it as the, um, um, the curlers were coming out. You know, how I, you know how I color my hair, James? I, it, just for men, I would use it. I mean, come on. I got the gray hair and my goatee, hey, you know. Um, my choice of hair coloring? Yeah. Crayola. 
Crayola. Crayola. Hey, hey, yeah. Joe Biden says that the purple ones do not taste like grape. So, so James, it was it was really the State Department website that got taken out. Yes, it was. It was the State Department location where you what? could download this information don't, from. Don't, don't they have more? Don't they have more money than God? Don't they have to? Can't they build a better website? I mean, what is wrong with these people? Close enough for government oh, work. Oh, jeez. And and here's the here's the crazy thing about this. It is. It's all a package that could be in cash someplace. Oh my God! It's it's all static. I mean, this is not that you don't. Yeah. Oh my God. They they could have they could have stuck it up in in you know an Amazon location exactly. and had them everybody just a link to download it from there or in Akamai or wherever. You know what they need? They need like you know pyramid sales. If you go to like Amway or Shackley or some of these products, right, where they have a pyramid, yeah. they need a pyramid. I send it to two guys, and those two people send it to two people, and so on and so on. And wasn't that a a hair it's conditioner hair commercial, hair coloring commercial. Speaking it's all about. I, I, yeah. I, isn't isn't there something like that called BitTorrent where everybody has a little yeah, exactly. piece of exactly yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they could put it. They could put it out as a torrent download, and <laughs> it would have been really fast. Be distributed really fast. <laughs> you know what's kind of interesting here? Two in a row with CDNs. There you go. All right, let's keep going because third time's a charm, right, James? What's our third time's a charm? And this one actually kind of bothers me a little bit. More yeah. than the others. So um, our our National Taxing Authority, the Internal Revenue Service, uh, reported a data breach earlier this week. Some 100,000-plus individuals had their um, tax information uh, misappropriated and sent overseas. And this was not really discovered until the website that was used to request previous year's tax data went down under high yeah. load. So once again, here's a, a site almost like NHTSA that, that gets a moderate volume on a regular basis. You think of uh, if you're trying to buy a house, you need to have the last two or three years of tax returns requested by the by the bank that's pre-qualifying you and things of that yeah. nature. So this is commonly how it's addressed. But instead, you had agents from a foreign location coming and requesting uh, previous year's tax information by the hundreds of thousands. Wow. And, and it took out this website. So, so Mark, I'm going to think in this case, this is going to sound really unconventional. I'm not sure that we would want to fix this. Well, just because they're from a foreign location, have we proven that they're not patriots? I mean, they're not, you know, citizens looking up. Uh, they're, they're, they're they're clearly it's it's coming from a location known for bad actors and All things right. of that nature overseas. Yeah. So it it's clearly uh, identity theft in this case. Might have been bots of some kind. Uh, well, it, it was clearly an automated agent of some yeah, yeah, yeah. kind running. Well, here you go. Here, let's combine two deadly sins. One is that you're coming from some kind of automated bot agent in the middle of nowhere. And two, the fact that you're in the middle of the nowhere means you have propagation latency, which means the latch time is really high on the server and you're downloading content through some kind of account. So that's nasty. This well, is, not, this... not only that, but you were querying on social security numbers, so there's a dynamic component oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, to pulling information down here. Yep. And you know that they probably weren't involving compressions, so you're, you're looking at the network Doing side of the house. CPU, yeah, so definitely. We could, make it, we could have made it easier for the hackers and just 
you know, gone three, three for three in a CDN and just, you know. Put them all in a CDN. Yeah, put them all in a CDN. Just let them be out there. Then they won't count back to the central server. They'll just cash them right off. They'll get them right off the CDN. Exactly. The yeah. Club say will stay up. BitTorrent is a perfectly good CDN. They should just legitimize the whole thing as, oh, by the way, if you've got static content for a major news release, just put it on a torrent. It's going to end up there anyway. Hey, hey, hey Mark, I think there's a business there model there. There could be. Let's go ahead. Yeah, news torrent. That's what I'm going to get. News torrent. News torrent. So, so, but do you see my rationale behind, maybe in this case, the fact that it was undiscovered until the load got to such a high degree that it took out the site? This may be a reason maybe we don't want to improve the performance of this. Yeah, because I don't, I don't really want to get an audit of something. I don't want yeah, to I don't even it. want to talk about this that much because we could have, we could have a vengeful IRS agent listening yeah, to this. Right just now. Keep, keep the IRS you know, kind of simple. Keep it simple is what I'd hey, say. Hey, hey, I, I think those folks at the IRS are really nice and, and everybody's cute and attractive. And uh, they have richer, lives much richer than I do. Really? So I, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> What's next on the docket? Okay, next on the docket is Lucifer's favorite. Woohoo! I've been waiting for this one, baby. Exam results. <laughs> Yay! From India again. So this is like the second or third time. Very Qu- recently. quote unquote, because you know that's just static content that they could cash into CDN, right, dude? Yeah, I mean this this is the Central Board of Secondary Education, the CBSE exam, class ten to twelve results. So so high school results, secondary education results, released results on Wednesday at two p.m. And of course, what do you think happened immediately after that? Correct. Boom. Yes. The website went down. Crash, boom, ba. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we should actually call up some of the folks we know that speak Hindi and actually ask them, how do you say kaboom in, in Hindi? I, I, think you, I think you say it the same way, but it's Guys, spelled I, differently. I, I, just have, I just have to wonder. It's spelled differently. It could be, yes. Did no. they do offshore testing or did they test it onshore? No, they, they, hired, they hired a company in the U.S. to do their load testing. <laughs> Is that what it was? That's right. Or, or did they hire a company in Vietnam because it was less expensive than uh, in India? <laughs> you know, Howard, to be very honest with you, we, we all know there are really good performance testers all over the planet. And I, I have to say, at least 50% of the time, the thing that causes you to be on the news of the damned is that you don't do any load testing at all, no, anywhere. Yeah. They just didn't do it. Yeah, and, 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 let's, and let's be honest. The, for those effective resources, whether they're located in Boston Berlin, Bangalore, Beijing, or or name your other city that begins with B, Brazil. Bo- Boca Raton. Uh, Belize. Um, Baton Rouge. Bali. There, if we're still going, James. Don't don't we're still going. Yeah. On the beach. Boise. Yeah. Boise. Boise, Idaho. See, don't forget Idaho. No, actually, actually, they'd probably be less expensive in Boise, but everywhere else, it they'd be pretty much paid the same. What about Buenos Aires? Buenos Aires. Oh, come on. yeah. Come on. There are so many people who would get into performance testing in places that I would consider a vacation. I, I just want to get there. I want to take their job, even if it's like you know, make five dollars a day and live on the beach. That's what I want. If, if we have any listeners in Buenos Aires, let us know. Maybe we need to come down there for a live show. There you go. So very sorry to India for the third time this year. It's India test scores. Sites crashing. Satan's favorite. That's terrible. James, we have an I don't want to say it's an honorable mention, but this is uh this is the slash dot or huffpo effect is our last one here, right? 
Yeah, we, we've had the HuffPo effect a number of times. And the most infamous example is the one that is so difficult to talk about. It is because we burst out laughing. Hey, if, if you, before it's, you start on the HuffPo effect, you know, we probably have a lot of new listeners here who may not want, know what the HuffPo effect is. Oh, that's a good point, Howard. I, I, just quickly to describe it, the idea that there's a media site, uh, Slashdot was a good example, or HuffPo, HuffingtonPost.com. And there's a website of sort of trendy popularity that has a very, very strong followership. What what happens is they'll post a story that says, hey, guys, look at this little site over here. And here's the giant slash dot or the giant Huffington Post media site that redirects maybe tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people to go look at Prancer size. <laughs> Because it's some funny, bizarre, viral kind of thing, it's, it's sort of playing on the the faddish popularity of some given viral type of video or something. Sadly, no site uh, related to jackalopes has ever been uh, downed yet. But so HuffPo, when we say the HuffPo effect or Slashdot effect, it's the idea that a more popular site than you redirected all of their listeners or their readers to your small, puny little website. We saw this, James, I think also with the, uh, the ice rink site in Canada where it was uh, some news program said, oh, there's this great site. That, and they, they shout out on uh, yeah, the evening they, they news, uh, www.icerink.com, and boom, everyone goes to the website. And it's another like, one a few weeks ago. We had another one a few shows back, too. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah, but. yeah. So that, that's the HuffPo or Slashdot is that if you know – you're, and a lot of times it's very innocent. Like these little sites are like, I had no idea I was going to get famous overnight and be Joanna Robach. But suddenly, boom. It, and you can't really fault them for not having a, a, a better website. Maybe they're running it out of their home server or they just run it on one of the GoDaddies or something like this. But it's the idea that websites, even static content, they're not elastic by default. And, you know, I think we're still trying to make money off of that uh, of elasticity as an upgrade. And I think eventually what we'll find is, you know, to compete, ISPs or hosted providers will just make even the simplest static website, we're just going to make your website elastic by default. So if you get slash dotted with GoDaddy, you know what, your, your content is already by default in the CDN and will fire up multiple instances of the web server to handle downloads this idea that ISPs are still nickel and diming people on little, oh, you just got one server for $10 a month kind of thing. You know, forget it. The idea that we need to be elastic by default has to come. Ha That's my rant. I'm ranting right now, aren't it's I? It's time for a perf rant. Yeah. Elastic by default. Is that, is that like, uh, that means you're going to move to like Sansa Belt slacks? It could be. It could be. But in I, I, this I, case, I, in this case, the HuffPo effect affected something a little bit more near and dear than just, you know, stupid prancercising. Oh, do tell. Well, I, I don't know if it's near and dear, but it's, 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 it's a case study in human failure in many respects. So a church pastor was outed as engaging in homosexual activity at the same time this pastor was preaching against these activities from the pulpit. Yeah, I only say near and dear because it's somewhere in Minnesota. Ah, yeah, it is St. Lutheran's Church. Because for me, I'm from Minnesota, and those weirdo pastors who maybe shouldn't have really kind of gotten into the... Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. these are not Sorry, the, yeah. uh, the gentleman bachelor farmers... 
you know, produce, producing flour. Yeah, or, that I yeah. the good the good souls. Yeah, good Norwegian guys. Yeah, these are creepy. These are yeah. more creepy church guys. That's not right. I think we need to make like I think we need to make a little point here that Perfite's hosts have nothing against anyone. We just find this ironic. Yeah. No, it, you're you're absolutely right, and, and I wouldn't even say it's ironic. It's just that it doesn't. Whatever becomes sensational, Howard, especially things with slash dot, it's usually the obscure, um, which are usually innocuous kind of stuff that happens in the background. And t in today's culture, we tend to make it more obvious, right? We tend to make you know sensationalize these things. And and uh, for Huffington Post, it's like this is either totally unbelievable or look here's an example of hypocrisy. You know, which which appeals to their audience downstream. And then, of course, all of these people go to the site, which in this case was for St. Lutheran's Church in Midland, Minnesota. And, you know, so you have this, this site, maybe it was hosted at the church itself, who knows. And instead of their congregation coming there on a chaotic basis, now you have a significant percentage of the Huffington Post user community that's just going to overdrive the right. site and take it out. That's yeah. exactly And it, it, it's it's a negative news story because they're showcasing somebody who has a problem that they should go deal with, right? Or probably not be in a position of power dealing with uh, the congregation in the public in that way. So yep. it's kind of sad in that way. Um, kind of in the same way, I guess jo Joanna Werbach, just to say very honestly, um, yeah, she's a totally innocent person doing something that's actually quite helpful to other people in, a, in exercise or rehab or what they're doing. I mean... Um, and, you know, these are innocent people that I think we sometimes sensationalize, and it's it can be mean. I don't like being mean. I like it's great that, you know, maybe Prancer Size and Joanna's are making tons of money because they got the attention they did. Hey, hey she got to do a pistachio commercial, which is it's pretty good. Really? Cool. That was marvelous, yeah. But at the same time, maybe, you know, a lot of people who are just innocent, um, you know, people just doing their thing, and in some cases not so innocent in the case of this guy, in, in Minnesota, you know, um, news has a way of outing you in an aggressive way, and this is a, this is something we see in the news of the damn quite a lot. It's, I don't like seeing it. Um, I'm not recommending that these people beef up their websites so they can share more about their negative, horrible news story. Um, but like in Prancer Size, there's nothing negative or horrible about it. I mean, it's a perfectly nice kind of thing, right? But let me let me finish on my rant by saying I think the onus is on Slashdot or HuffPo or whatever – to actually contact those people and say, by the way, we're not going to redirect users to your site. We're going to help you by setting up an additional new site with extra resources. And you're the big news program, probably has plenty of money. HuffPost has tons of money. But don't punish these people by just saying, oh, go look at this funny website. And then it crashes and it ruins them. Um, you know, take take some responsibility for your actions. I think I think that's that's really what I would encourage. Do we have stats? Do you have stats on how many times a redirect like that since you've been since we've been running the news of the dam? Do we have stats on how many of? No, we'll have to hire an intern to go back and review all the news of the dam stories. So it's it's actually pretty common, Howard, and and yeah. I put the stories in this order for the following reason. So we have a news event which takes out NHTSA. Uh, totally uncontrolled by them. And then at the bottom, we also have another news event uh, from the Huffington Post. Some Someone outed this this minister that also takes out a website. Yeah. And, and both of those are kind of uncontrolled events from the uh, the target of the load. 
So there needs to be a at least a standardized mechanism or a standardized policy on the part of these websites that if they receive so much load, maybe they they start cutting off the sessions and just say, hey, we can't take any more, and we're going to put up a 503, or we're going to say we're going to redirect you someplace else, but but we need a better mechanism. I think the onus, Howard, uh, the onus really ends up on the, the ISPs to actually do a better job of offering those services and making them by default to customers who don't know better. And, and, and maybe a dynamic uh, CDN, if you get load over a certain level, that automatically kicks in. Yeah. But you think of all the millions and millions, you think of all the, eh, probably right when I say millions, of little sites out there. I don't, it, putting my business hat on, I don't see it as a real scalable solution. Or I mean, it's an expensive solution. And perhaps if they offered a service, and people are willing to pay for the service. I don't have to be. I'm not talking about a lot of money. Yeah, but my I, my point is they they try to sell building a new website or building new stuff, and they they think the person they're calling actually knows about building a website. And there's still a heck of a lot of non-technical people setting up a site that that make it too easy with a gadget to post something. And yep. Millions of sites out there, Mark. Yeah, I think I think the onus is on an ISP to say, look, you don't need to worry about it. We'll just take care of this by default. If anyone comes to hit you, we'll expand the CDN or do Elastic just for you. You don't even need to think about it. I think it should be inherent in the platform as an ISP. And um, and I and I think that's what Amazon is certainly trying to sell. They're trying there's, to get there, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of premium in that for that automatic uh, expansion or elasticity, and a lot of people won't won't touch it for that. Yeah, they won't. Hey, I hear some music. What's that? That's that's the indication that this is the end of another riveting discussion around the news of the damned. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really really great. James, you always do a fabulous job of finding the weird stuff in our industry. Fabulous, fabulous. Uh, I'll give it just a casual shout out to our sponsors, Smart Bear and Sosta, just for doing such a great job of supporting us and supporting thus you, the listener and the community out there. We really appreciate it. Howard, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. It's Friday afternoon, Mark. It is Friday afternoon right now, so we I see a little uh, clouds out, but I'm going to go fire up the barbecue and cook some shit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>